0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
2: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast.
1: With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held
3: of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
4: Alright, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, we are 38 donations away from having drunk, sis- his- drunk Saints History Season 2. Shit, we might have to do yesterday <laughs> as its own show. That might be tonight. Uh, but anyway, we're 38 donations away. You want to get that done by the by Super Bowl weekend so you can have a full season of Drunk Saints History. Uh, it's awesome. We got topics planned. Do it now. It's a gift that gives all year long. Um I'm just going to start off by saying uh, well Ralph
1: um, b- before while we're on the topic of the of the donations I'm sitting next to my mother right now she said she did donate she did You need to ign- you need, oh, Okay ign- okay oh, you were aware of that I know right. I, I need She a, said she's she's donated She said she's she's going to donate again she's oh, going to wow. a larger donate because she feels so bad about the game <laughs>
4: I'm rubbing my hands together cuz I'm getting Dave's inheritance Um yesterday I don't care what people say it's the worst loss in Saints history it's worse than anything in the 90s it's worse than the 2006 NFC championship and it's worse worse than the 2011 49er game and this is why Andrew the 2011 49er game which me and you did in Drunk History and I was loaded for that was as bad as that was And it was a horrible loss, and we felt like you know they were going to host the NFC Championship. We didn't know it at the time and all that, and we feel like that may have been the greatest Saints team in the history of the franchise. That San Francisco game, as wild as it was in the second half, I never once felt like like the Saints had it. And Alex Smith, even if the Saints don't allow him to throw that touchdown to Vernon Davis, San Francisco's still kicking the field goal, and you're going to overtime. Yesterday, the Saints were up. 24-23 to with 10 seconds left, and the Vikings were 60 yards away from a touchdown and 25 yards, 30 yards away from a field goal. I felt like the Saints had it won and never felt like that against San Francisco. And the whole touchdown thing, it was an out-of-body experience. The only thing I can compare it to is the onside kick in the Super Bowl where I looked at it and I was like, "Is this shit really happening? What the fuck is going on?" The Super Bowl onside kick worked out great. Yesterday was just like a nightmare. I like Andrew. I'll start with you. Is is it the worst loss in Saints history?
2: I don't know, man. Um, it, it's bad, you know. Um, it's the worst. I, I'm I, I'm still trying to recover. I mean, I know there's a lot of fans out there that are already kind of moving on right. and looking at the positives and you know for me it's just man you just don't know how many opportunities you're going to get like this and yeah, they were so close and, happy birthday Drew yeah and you know like you go on the road to Philly for the NFC championship that feels winnable so you know it's um you just never know and a lot of people are saying the future is bright but the Saints playing a tough division and you never know what you, what each offseason brings. Every, you know, every team's different and um I just hate that um they had an opportunity like this and they squandered it. And, and you know felt- the the San Francisco, you know, the only thing I will say is that I really felt like in 2011 they were good enough to win the Super Bowl. That they were really and truly the best team in the league and if they had squeaked that one out they would have crushed the giants and i would have felt good about the patriots even this year i think they would have made the super bowl for sure but i don't know if they would have beaten the patriots in that game so like i, I don't the only thing i would say about that is i'm not sure that i had the same level of confidence in them taking it all the way but still i mean you know I, if they make it to the super bowl it's it's the second greatest season in team history and i mean god how much fun would that have been so Um, you know, I feel I feel robbed and I felt robbed in the Niners game. Um so, you know, I those two are close for me. I mean I will say and I I tweeted this. I mean my kid was crying his eyes out and and it was it was hard to watch him, you know, just be really for the first time, he's seven and now he'll be eight in May and like he's finally gotten to the point I think where he's old enough that he is truly invested and
1: welcome know, to kid. saints fanhood kid. Yeah.
2: a poor kid. I mean, he had no choice, you know, he, he was, he was forced to like the saints, but you know, he's gotten to the point now where he's really into it and, and he loves it. And he's, he hangs on to every snap and, you know, he's learned, and you know, this is his first time kind of experiencing this and, and watching him just be so upset. It, it really took me back to when the saints, you know, it was a different time. Time. You know, the Saints had never won a playoff game and our aspirations and our dreams back then were different. It, you know, we didn't believe in winning a Super Bowl. We believed in, you know, people telling us that the Saints would never win a playoff game. And, and back then that, that seemed unattainable. And to lose to the Falcons when we were trying to win our first playoff game ever after hearing people for my entire life, which was, you know, like 13, 12, 13 years at that point, say that the Saints would never win a playoff game and to lose at home to the Falcons after they led I mean I cried and I just remember feeling like my son did um and it was the worst I mean just the worst feeling and and one of those things as a fan where you're a fan your whole life you carry that for decades it leaves scars you know and so um you know man the only thing I can say is that years and years later when the Saints you know I was 29 when the Saints won the Super Bowl or 28 um and um you know, it's that much sweeter, you know, when you invest for that long and you go through so much pain and heartache, um, when they, the saints won finally won their first playoff game in 2000, when I was 20, um, you know, it's just the, the euphoria that you get from that is like nothing else. I mean, truly in sports, sometimes you get those moments where the high is just, it's, it's incredible and you chase it, (laughs) you keep chasing it. So, um you know I, for me personally the atlanta thing that that experience was still the hardest because i was young and i was still innocent back then you know and uh <laughs> your, your first kind of uh crushing blow it's like it's like your first family member dying or something you know that or like, philadelphia game like, man, shit becomes real for you that you, Phil- you know
4: the philadelphia game was really brutal because you kind of knew it was the end of the Mora thing. Like Bobby yeah. was a free agent and you're like, they have lost three in a row. They were up 20 to six at half. And Philly, it-
2: Philly, They kind of got their ass kicked though.
4: Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, we don't have to get into, but I mean, Philly hit yeah. like two, they hit like two fluke long touchdowns and, yeah. and you know, and, but the saints, they were up 20 to six at halftime, but they really should have
1: been. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: Been up like 27 to 6. Like, they didn't cash it in, and it just it was a mess. But Dave...
1: And, uh, I don't
2: know. The, the Falcons, for me, was the worst. And for me, this would probably rank... The same as 49ers. Maybe, like you said, a little bit worse because the death blow was... uh, To me, the death blow was more disheartening.
4: You can't... You can't... I mean, as far as an ending, Dave, you can't get worse than yesterday. I mean... I, I don't know how you could conceive no,
2: that's of as hard. that's as hard as it gets. I mean, it was it was basically a Hail Mary.
4: Yeah, Dave, so you're... you're
1: well, small. but that's the thing is that nobody... It didn't even process we weren't, that that was we possible. Weren't, we weren't thinking about that. No, that, that we, fact of him getting even a if it had been a Hail Mary. We were worried about them getting a catch and getting out of bounds and setting up for a field goal. And even if you set up for a field goal, you're not guaranteed to make it. It would have been a long field goal. Uh, yeah, so but well, well, him, let's talk about that. First that tackle or, or for Marcus Williams to miss that tackle... And, and the whole thing just turns into a touchdown, and it ends that much quicker. Uh, you know, it's just, the game just ended. There was no yeah. there was no warning that it was going to end. Um, well, there was, was 10 expected, seconds left. Yeah. Well, no, because you thought, you thought that if the game was going to end right then and there, it was going to be because the Saints stopped them. If the game was going to end with the Saints losing, it was going to be because they were going to catch that ball, they were going to... You know, whatever, have to clock it, I guess, or,
4: get out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, you felt, you yeah, felt like, oh yeah, they got out of bounds.
2: I don't think it would have been very easy for them to tackle him in bounds. Like if he, if he, if they I would think have,
1: Marcus Williams had the perfect angle. He was, he was coming from. It looked to me like he was coming, for at least for a little bit, from the outside in. Yeah, he was
4: trying to flip him. I think
1: at, at yeah. first,
4: like he was going to go I mean, underneath. It looked like they him.
1: did have the angle. It looked like he did have the angle to me. I mean, it looked maybe, like it, it was. Maybe. It was. It looked like to me it was covered pretty well. It was just. It just was literally just poor execution. It was just. Yeah. I mean, but I not think, a well, good
2: if, move. He gets, if he gets out of bounds, I mean, they're at the thirty. So a forty-seven-yard field goal. I mean, he had made it from further. I mean it's a pressure kick but yeah it was I mean, just yeah. As, yeah but good it was just ch- a good chance he made so.
4: I mean he just the, the one before was just as much pressure because if he misses that the Saints are in victory formation but here let's look I mean I guess we'll start there there before we get to everything else the the end of game situation the the film watchers and different people have different opinions some pay is like that's the right defense it was perfectly legit it was, there's there's not much else they could do it was just poor execution Andrew, what did you think of it? I felt like the Saints had a couple of people like Robertson and Patrick and and uh, PJ Williams. Where you were like, what are they doing? Like, like Craig Robertson, he's in the middle of the field. He's five yards off the line of scrimmage. Like, what is he doing there? Like, he's just like a wasted. But they could have put me there and been like just stand there. You know, I just like it. Fe- it felt like it wasn't a bad defense, but it wasn't a it wasn't a, the right defense in that situation.
2: I don't know, man. I I just feel like it's so easy to second guess those things when they don't work, you know, and um, it's hard for me. I mean, you know, I think Keenum's a good athlete, and I think, you know, if Robertson's staying there five yards off the line of scrimmage, I mean, my guess is that Dennis Allen was thinking in his head, listen, he's a good athlete, and if we're only rushing three or four, and we're putting a bunch of people 20 yards in coverage, like what I don't want Is him to kind of escape the pass rush and go for a twenty-yard run. So you're spying the quarterback here. So um, maybe that was what they were trying to account for. I mean, look, man, what what the Vikings did is one in a million. I mean, it's 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 almost impossible. Um, I mean, it's a needle in a haystack, and for them to pull it off was miraculous. It was incredible. Um, but there's not too many defenses that that, play is going to work against unless there's just a total fluke. Um, And sure enough, that happened, but um, I, I can't get too mad at the play call. You know, I mean, thing is like, I think Diggs probably gets out of bounds there. You know, if, if Mm -hmm. Williams actually makes contact with him, you know, and Crawley was coming in, like Diggs is a strong guy. Like there's no given that they tackle him in bounds. And if he gets out of bounds and, you know, they have enough time there where they're probably kicking a field goal to win the game. So, um, but you know, it's, uh, man, what a game, you know, like for the saints to be down 17 and nothing at halftime. And, you know, at that point, Ralph, we were texting yeah, I mean, I, well, was resi- I was resigned. That well, the season was I was resigned. Well, that's what
4: I, that's what I said, you know, Dave, when it was, the saints started so awful. I want to talk about the start, but what, but, but at halftime, Dave, did you, did it even cross your mind that the saints are going to get in this game? Because I, I was like, this is, this is like Andrew just said,
1: this is done. The score. Uh, yeah. I mean, at, at halftime, uh, I did not think that they were. I thought that they were going to start scoring points. I certainly didn't think they were going to get, you know, shut out or anything like that. But, um, yes, I did think that it was over, uh, that they were going to lose. And to be quite honest with you, I would have been much happier uh, if they had lost that way,
4: no. I, um, I the more I think of it, no. I want it, you want to be in it, and it and it nah, sucks. It sucks today, I but I don't know. Like it was fun. It was it was fun yesterday until the very end, and and that's what I wanted. Yeah. And I just feel like
2: you know you, you, you know, want to be in it. The Panthers game played out the exact same way, and they had an opportunity to finish the game like the Vikings did. I mean, Funchess was right there on a deep ball, and I mean the Saints were really fortunate that the Carolina game didn't end the exact same way. And, um, you know, listen, (laughs) you can't keep having games like that because you're not going to escape them every week, you know, and, uh, you know, really, when you get in the situations like that, it's a coin flip. And, um, you know, I would have much rather it happened this week than against Caroline at home. I mean, that would have to me been even worse uh, to stomach. But, you know. I mean, I I felt I started to feel confident, man. Like once that punt was blocked, and I mean, I couldn't even believe after, they
1: blocked that punt. Even yeah. after
2: Snead missed that pass, well, I, I felt good well, about but, but, how, how the game was going. And even after Forbath made that kick, I I knew Breeze was going to go well, down there. Here,
4: here's the thing, though. That that's the 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 first half. I mean, before we get to Breeze's great. The the first half, guys, it might have been his worst half of the year. Like he looked, yeah. he looked, he looked awful from the jump, and it it and it, I mean, granted, it was part of it was Minnesota, but part of it, man, was he just looked fucking bad. He was missing dump off throws, and Dave, I mean, what do you think? What do you think? It, well, he looked like a guy that just didn't have it. Like, what do, what do you explain the first half just mess?
1: Uh, nerves, um, you know, just. Bad timing, not being on the same page, uh, a, little, you know, a little off chemistry. Um, you know, I mean, I, you certainly can't say, "Oh, he's, uh, oh, he's he's really declining." I mean, he came out in the second half and lit it up.
2: Um, yeah, if you look at his stats after that second interception, oh my god, he he torched the Vikings, yeah. torched them.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, he lit it up. He obviously. I don't know what happened in the locker room. Uh, I would say there was definitely. Some discussion. They looked things over. They looked at some stills. They looked at some film. Whatever. Um, and it seems like they made the right adjustments on offense, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just just the whole Drew Brees thing is what is what annoys me and, and depresses me the most about losing this game, <laughs> um, because you know, like you said, today's his thirty ninth birthday, and. You know, you're not going to have the same team next year. Hopefully, obviously, they have a, a, a better team. Obviously, hopefully, they build around what, what they have um, like they should. But um, even if you have a good team, shit happens. And, and, yeah, you know, you know the ball doesn't bounce your way. I mean, this was the season. We got a lot of good breaks. Uh, right. We got lucky. Uh, we had the right guys and the right chemistry, even if they're not necessarily the best players. Uh, and we got ourselves in this position, and it's not easy. Just it's not easy to get to the divisional playoff round. No, uh, no. And, 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 and we were here, and it was there for the taking. And, and that, I that's, and and uh I forget. Ugh. I forget who it was. You got to take it, your shots when you get them, and we just didn't do it.
4: You know, there's a guy. I forget his name, but he's he's a he's a pro football focused writer, and I forget his name, but he fights with people over. Quarterbacks and saying they're elite and who's the best playoff quarterback in all, of all time, and he his argument is like don't look at fucking quarterbacks record, look at the stats and look at what they do in games and and situational, and he made the case today is like who's the who's the best who's the the best situational quarterback since Joe Montana and he's like, It's Breeze and he put up all these numbers of like if you prorate Breeze's playoffs over a sixteen game season, it's like five thousand yards, thirty six touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Like he was awesome. But Andrew, they just they couldn't get anything going. And here here's an interesting question and I, I want to ask it now because you
2: mean in the first half?
4: Yeah, they couldn't get anything going. Yeah. And here here's a question that somebody asked uh before we get I liked it, and I want to get to it now before we we'll get to the podcast questions later is what was the biggest what was the biggest thing that cost in this game? Was it no points in the first half? was it Sneed missing Kamar on the trick prey was it not converting third and one, or was it Williams missing the tackle like like if if you look at it all, what was the biggest thing that you're like? Th- that was the no. Thing.
2: I don't. I don't think the Snead thing ended up being a big deal because he misses the pass. They stop him. They get the ball back and they score. That breaks. So. My, that that
4: that, that you, you What you said is fair, but I'm going to yeah. say this, and I said it in my column today that that pl- trick play didn't hit for a Camaro walk touchdown. It breaks my heart. That fucking trick play was Mona Lisa perfect. It was. Yeah. It was third and a foot. The the throwback to Snead. Minnesota's like, it's a a wide receiver screen. We're selling out for it. The Saints are not going to have a wide receiver throw a pass in the biggest moment of their season, but it's the fucking Saints, and it's Sean Payton, Dave, and they fucking did it, and it was right there, and Kamara would have walked. He could have turned around and backed into the end zone. Like, he was that. It was that. that. I don't
1: know about that. There was a guy back there. Uh, I think he would have had to work for it, to be honest with you, but he probably... He, and a one-on-one uh in the open field I'm going to take Kamara every day
2: I mean Oh man I love yeah him. and for me it's the third and one play I mean you know they still had a couple timeouts there's 25 seconds left I mean you know they they still had a, an opportunity to go get a field goal if they don't score that touchdown they still could have gotten the field goal um so That third and one, I mean, if you convert that, then you can run the clock out and kick the field goal time expires.
4: Here's the thing I I don't quite get on the third and one. Either one of you can jump in here is the Saints last week, they had fourth and two at midfield. And they fucking went for it, right? And that's super aggressive in that spot. Yeah. And, And, Andrew, why on third and one are you running the ball? Like, I just put it in Breeze's hands, the worst case scenario is it's incomplete and yes, Minnesota has, a, has, has two timeouts and it, it really helps them maybe with 25 seconds of but man, Breeze is smoking fucking hot. Let him try to make a play and you can run it down to zero and, and do the walk-off field goal. You know, I just, that kind of struck, struck me as... Well,
2: odd. I, think, I think they really wanted to, Minnesota to call their timeout. You know. What they didn't want to do was throw it and give them two timeouts to go get a field goal. In but my is, opinion.
4: Is that more is having Minnesota have two timeouts more risky than what they did last week versus Carolina though at the end? Like
2: No. No. I just, you not.
4: know you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like I get I get your I get your theory, but like they're totally not consistent on it, you know?
2: No, I, I'm with you. But um yeah, I, I thought the game was over on fourth and ten. I really <laughs> thought they I I really did not have high expectations for them converting it. That throw to Snead was just of all people. Man, that was incredible.
4: Dave, I thought they were going to
2: What a moment in this went- season. I mean, Snead has done nothing all year. He misses the throw. I Meet mean, dead to rights. A useless player all year. 4th and 10. The season on the line, and he makes that play. I mean, you've got to be kidding.
4: Dave, I thought it was destiny when because it was like Sneed. We've been waiting for him to do something big all year to save him on third down. He saves him in the biggest fucking moment. I was like, this destiny. The Saints are winning, and they're gonna we're gonna write features about Sneed this week about how he's back and it's gonna be big in Philadelphia and the Super Bowl. Like I thought when when that hit, I was like, there was no doubt in my mind. The Saints are winning this fucking game.
1: I, I I thought the blocked punt. I thought oh, that that was, that was my by, that was my destiny moment. I was like, holy shit! Like, come on, we're blocking punts. Uh, we're definitely. Gonna be this <laughs> game. Andrew um, is
4: George guys is George Johnson the the best December signing in Saints history? Like, <laughs> a, possibly. I possibly. mean, two and a half sacks and a blocked punt in a playoff game. Like, I,
2: yeah. I mean, Mike McKenzie wants a word, but yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, Mike McKenzie had a great a pick on Monday
1: night, but Mike McKenzie wasn't fucking making plays in a playoff game,
2: buddy. yeah you know, uh, for time, sure, for sure.
1: You know? Um, uh, no, but I, 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 I'm with Andrew. I cannot believe that uh, – I can't believe that Snead made that catch and they converted that, that fourth down. And I, it made me really miss my uh, – the buddy that sits in front of me at all the home games, he, he, we always have a little thing about Sneed. He always thinks Sneed's going to break out or whatever, and <laughs> every week he just does nothing, it's, and it's sort of an inside joke. And if this game were at home, we would have like hugged each other and probably kissed on the mouth. But, um, <laughs> after that's <play, laughs> like uh, It would have been, been amazing.
4: Well, what more about Sneed. Andrew, what is it?
1: I was say? thinking about him. I wish I had his phone number. I would have texted what is it,
4: him. What does it say about sneed and what he should have done or could have done during the year andrew when it's the biggest game of the saint season and they're running a trick play with sneed and they're going to him in the biggest moment of the year and that play looked like it was designed for him maybe i'm wrong but he looked like that was the main guy on that throw on fourth down so what does it say about what he could have done or been or should have been doing the rest of the year
2: You know, I mean, I definitely think with Snead, he he put himself in the doghouse with the DUI. I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, he he just, he screwed up. And, you know, that, that got him off on the wrong foot. And then he was injured. You know, then he had the hamstring issue. And hamstrings can be really bad for receivers because, A, you lose your speed. And then, B, you know, you can't really run when you have a hamstring issue. So when you come back a lot of times you know and i don't know what his health habits were like while he was injured but you you can gain weight cuz you're not doing cardio and um i mean to me he always looked a little overweight this season and you know i i just i think you know for him like he was never a speed guy anyways you know i think he was more just running good routes and you know in great hands and you know i think if you diminish even slightly you know when speed was already an issue then I, I just I don't think he's much of an NFL receiver and I mean you could just tell every time he was on the field Breeze would never look his way so I, I mean honestly I think as much as anything it was like a conf, Breeze confident like if Breeze doesn't have confidence in you like he's gonna go to the guys he trusts and you could just tell all year he was going again he was going to uh, Thomas he was going to his – running backs. You know, Dave, those were the guys he trusted.
4: Dave, they're bring you think they're bringing Snead back next year?
1: Uh, he's a restricted free agent, so I mean, they can
2: They'll tender you know,
1: him. Yeah, he's 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 limited by how much he can earn. I, I think they'll just throw him a tender. What, what will they tender yeah. Somebody somebody
4: What will they tender uh, him at,
1: Andrew, you think?
4: Second round pick?
2: No. No, what do so, you No, I think they'll tender him at the minimum and and uh, you know, then another NFL team could sign him, and then they'll have to match. Yeah,
4: I mean, uh, so
2: I I think there is a chance that he'll leave. Um, it, it depends on. See, I think his season was so miserable. Um, I think anyone, yeah, you know, is going to see this and be like, he's another Robert Meacham or Devery Henderson, and I don't want to touch it with a ten foot pole. I don't want a slow five eleven receiver, you know, who's a product of that offense when he caught eight balls last year, I just, he caught eight balls this year, eight eight balls, you know? And I, I just, I don't think anyone's looking at that and saying like, that's a receiver I want to spend money on. No. And he's a product of that offense. And, you know, honestly, it's hard to, to debate that because the dude couldn't make the Cleveland Browns. He was on the <laughs> practice squad. And like, he comes to new Orleans and he, you know, he had a tremendous camp one time and a great preseason. And, that that helped him make the team, and then he kind of broke out. But, I mean, the thing is, he's only 25. So, and he didn't, it's not like he had a major injury this year. So, yeah. I still think Snead can come back in the good graces of Sean Payton, get back in this offense, get back up the depth chart. But I, I think this is a huge offense. By the way, for Ted him. Ginn I mean, he, had eight he's catches. He's got to commit.
4: Ted Ginn had eight catches yesterday. For
2: Ginn's been. Ginn's been a great signing. Ginn. I
1: mean, he really Ginn, has.
4: But here, Dave. Of all No, the- wait a
1: minute. Wait, wait. <laughs> Not that I disagree really with anything Andrew said, but um, I just want to point out some of the, the, the silliness of one of his arguments here. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that the Cleveland Browns were such great evaluators of <laughs> talent uh, I- that if they cut that if they cut a guy, that means he can't be any good.
2: Well, that's fair. I hear you, but I'm just saying I don't
1: don't ask my dentist for legal advice. okay? I don't go to my banker um, and uh, and ask them to bake me a cake. Um, So I certainly don't go to the Cleveland Browns and look for them to be a beacon of football knowledge. Mm. (laughs) I mean, it's well documented at this point. He was with Carolina, too. The
2: breeze turns water into wine with a lot of. I never,
1: I, I never said I disagreed with anything you said. Yeah. I just had to laugh at the analogy you make. I thought it was pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the,
4: Brown, the Browns fans did have a parade celebrating 0-16. But see, it,
1: it, let's, let's say he makes the team. Because they're getting rid of guys like Willie Sneed, who could right, who but might actually say, be able to help I,
2: them. That's my point. Like, let's say they would have kept him. Let's say they would have been smart enough to keep Sneed. Do you think he would have been a good receiver for them?
1: No, no, because they have a shitty quarterback. Right. The only receiver yeah. that's been any good for them in the last 10 years is
4: who, Josh Gordon?
2: But that's what I'm saying. Like Mike Thomas is good on any NFL team, no matter who his quarterback let's, is. Yeah, let's, talk right. about,
4: let's talk about Mike Thomas for a second. Dude, he wrecked Xavier Rhodes yesterday. Wrecked him.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Leg- I, I don't Legally. Agree that. Legally.
2: I don't agree that he wrecked him. I mean, I think... I who, think it was a tremendous battle. Who, I really thought it was awesome. Who's done like as well? A marquee who's, matchup. who's
4: done as well against Rhodes this year? Oh, nobody.
2: Nobody. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. I mean I, that's definitely the best I've seen someone play against him, but I thought Thielen had some plays on Lattimore. I thought Lattimore had some plays on Thielen. I thought Michael Thomas and Rhodes was a a battle, especially in the second half. Um and Rhodes got the better end of him on a couple like right before that fourth and ten for yeah. Rhodes got the best of them a couple times. So, like, I, I thought it was awesome to see those guys go up against each other. And I thought the Thielen, Lattimore, and Rhodes, Thomas, those two battles lived up to the billing.
4: Dude, those receivers from Minnesota are good, man. Because Case Keenan was just throwing some YOLO throws, and they were just going and getting them, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like they, the last throw. Yeah, like
4: like the last throw. And, I mean, even the, the, the throw, with the, the, the late throw where Lattimore – it was kind of like Lattimore got there. That was another. That was another sign that I thought the Saints were going to win because the, Minnesota's up twenty to fourteen and they're trying to kill the clock and it's third down. Lattimore gets there early. They don't call the PI. The Saints get the ball back. I was like, this is going bad for Minnesota. They're going to bitch about that call for the end of time. But it didn't go. But Dave, you know, we know the Saints. This the Saints had more people on IR than the other three teams in left in the NFC playoffs this week combined. But of all the injuries the Saints had, at linebacker and O-line, and we can go through all of it. But I thought the one that, if I if I look back and I was like the, the 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 injuries that bit their bit them in the ass yesterday was D-line. Like I felt like the second half, especially like their D the D-line started to heat up, but like Hendrickson had a couple times where he just couldn't quite get there, and I feel like Okafor or even Kikaha would have got there. I felt like. That, those were the injuries where it finally caught up with them playing the, the rookie defensive end with the bum ankle. Cause that's all they had him and George Johnson. Like, I feel like that's where the injuries finally bit
1: him in the ass. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, it's, you know, I hate to use all the injuries as an excuse. I mean, they were still able to get as far as they did and everybody stepped up, but, um, it's hard to argue that the Saints would be a different defense with Okafor, Vaccaro, um, uh,
2: yeah, and, and and all
1: the guys on uh, and all the guys on on the defensive line. Obviously, I mean it, it was it wasn't great to start, but it certainly isn't going to get any better uh, when you're to the fourth guy on the depth chart.
4: Andrew, if you could pick one, if if you could go back and you could wave the wand and you could pick one guy. To have back for yesterday, who would you have picked off of injury?
2: I think I would have picked Okafor.
1: Okafor? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I hesitate. I I hesitate. I mean, I hesitate to say like the linebackers, but I, I don't think the linebackers were awful. I mean, they stuffed the run pretty well. Uh, I don't I don't think Robertson was very good in this game, but um you know Manti Teo did okay um they did they did pretty well stopping the run I think you know the two touchdown runs they had were big runs but if you take those two away like they they didn't the Vikings couldn't run the ball at all um I thought Rankins played well but I I just think I don't know if Vaccaro would have been much of a use there because they didn't really get killed by Kyle Rudolph for the running backs Um, so, you know, I don't think they miss Vaccaro as much. I I just, it's the end, you know, I think. Vaccaro
1: might've made that tackle and bounce.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't think he would have been in coverage there. You know, he would have been on
0: Rudolph.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I think Okafor, like you guys said it, he would have finished some of those. You know, I mean, you could say Andres Pete, you know, I wonder if they run the Saints run the ball a little bit better if Andres Pete's in the game.
4: Yeah, I mean, the people are people are hard on Marcus Williams, obviously, but I just can't, Dave. I just can't be that hard of him. One, because he was great all year long, and two. Man, he kick-started that rally. I mean, I know the Saints yep, scored and it yep. was seventeen to seven, but it still felt like eh, I had seventeen to seven. Minnesota's going to get the ball. They're going to milk some clock and kick a field goal, It'd be up twenty to set twenty to seven or or twenty four to seven. And this is going to be done. But when case when they finally forced Case Keenum to do something dumb, like he was there and he made that pick, and then it was like, holy shit! It's this. It's on now. Um, you know, I can't
2: believe we put up twenty four points in one half on that defense. I mean, <laughs> you realize the most points they had given up all year was the Saints at home with, ni- with nineteen in week one. That's the most points they gave up all year at home. Yeah, and the Saints put up twenty four. They put up more than that in one half.
4: Yeah, it was. And I mean, and, and granted, it, granted, it took, an interce- it, it took an interception and block punt to, to get the good field position. But it wasn't like it was. Even after the block punt, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was. First and goal at the five. You know what I'm saying? Like even their really good field position off the turnovers, to turnover and block punt. Andrew, it wasn't like it was really good field position, but it wasn't like superb. It wasn't like they they cashed in two twenty yard drives. You know. <coughs> but uh, Andrew, I mean uh, Dave, one guy that kind of had a sneaky good game, a really great game, I thought was Kamara. Like. He had a, over 100 yards on 15 touches. Did you feel – I felt like at times Minnesota just had no fucking answer for him. And even though he had the ball – got the ball a bunch, like I would have liked to see him get the ball
1: more. Well, I didn't uh, Oh, really Ingram, get the ball more. Ingram was useless. But yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is I, I felt like um, – I felt like they had really made the conscious decision to – that they were going with Kamara and that then that Ingram was yeah. going to take a back seat. I never looked at the final n- numbers. I don't know how many snap counts uh, uh, Ingram had. But, I mean, it definitely was obvious that uh, either the game plan called for Kamara or, or they saw something during the game and they decided to go with the hot hand or whatever. Um,
2: Fifteen touches for Kamara, eleven for Ingram. Mm,
1: yeah, touches, okay. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: total touches, that includes catches. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, Mark Ingram certainly didn't really make much with uh, with his 11 touches. I um, 20,
2: 28 yards with 11 touches, including yeah. the reception.
1: Yeah. But
2: Camara uh, had 15 touches for 105.
1: But more Camara? I don't know about that. And also, think about the fact that Camara was supposed to be catching that uh, Snead pass, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah.
4: I mean, you yeah. know. I mean, I mean, the, the offense just
2: that touchdown he caught. I mean, he looked like a receiver. It's incredible. Yeah,
4: I mean, yeah. the you know another big play in the game was it ended up being huge because at the end of the half they get no points, Andrew, and you know they weren't set and you know they took the touchdown away from Ginn and then Breeze gets sacked. You know, I mean, even three points there really changes everything. You know, because then Minnesota needs a touchdown and just. The play to the play to 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 Diggs doesn't happen there because then the Saints are like, you want that play? You can have that play, and then you can run your hail you can run your Hail Mary from the you know what I'm saying?
1: So yeah.
4: that end of the half sequence, I felt like that 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 not being set call was questionable. Of of all the the things that people bitched about yesterday, I thought it was questionable. Did you feel like it was the right call or no?
2: I did, yeah. I, I didn't feel like he was fully set. Um, you know, they were trying to catch the Vikings mm-hmm. off guard by snapping it quick. And, um, you know, they tried. They, they did that um, against the Panthers earlier in the year. And I remember Rivera was going nuts about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, the one... I, I didn't actually... And I'm surprised I didn't notice this because normally if I'm watching a game on TV, I always see this pre-snap stuff. But I didn't see Tom Johnson... Uh, encroach in the neutral zone on third and one. Um, and I saw it on Twitter. I mean, I watched it a bunch on replay. And, I mean, he is blatantly offsides on that third and one. And, I mean, that would have given the Saints a first down and, and probably the win. Um, so I think if there's one call you want to go back to, um, I mean, that one is as significant as any I can think of.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, it, it of course this game, it hurts because you you look at Philadelphia and they can win, but th- the thing is, um, for this offense, just you know, Josh Hill was was sneaky good again yesterday, um, and you know the thing is, they had a lot of people on saying Twitter banging on their tight ends all year, and it was warranted, you know, um, but do you think this? Did yesterday change either of either one of yours opinion on what the Saints need to do or add to offense going into the off season? Did yesterday did you, did yesterday change any of your mind of like uh eh, maybe they don't need this or or maybe they do need this now? Or is your opinion on what they need to do in the off season on offense, Dave? Did it anything change because of yesterday?
1: No, not really. I still think they need. Uh to get a, a a good premier tight end, I think they still need depth on the O line.
2: Um, and another uh, receiver, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, a, a tight end would help. Um, uh, I mean, defensively, a, a linebacker, um, and obviously help That's all along the defensive line. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean it's it's all the same.
4: Well, yeah, but well, the reason is, I asked, and, you know, Andrew, we, me and you were texting back and forth when it was 17 and nothing. We're like, well, if the Saints, if they get their head kicked in, at least they'll they'll be very critical of the roster. And they won't, you know, they won't try to fool themselves and say, oh, my God, we were so close, you know, uh, maybe we don't need A, B, or C. You know, Josh Hill, he caught eight passes in the playoffs or seven passes in the playoffs. Maybe he can be the guy tight end and we don't need to, add, you know um, –
2: yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the roster or the no. off season because, like, we're gonna we're gonna we spend got we a plenty of time for that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the we're Saints the months Saints months on that.
4: the Saints are the coaching staff is coaching the Pro Bowl, so uh yeah, Sean Payton can be ABC, always be crutin. He can be whispering in players' ears that they want, so that'll be fun. Um, so but
2: uh, yeah, I mean, if 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 I were to say there was one thing missing from the offense, um. You know, yeah, definitely a, a tight end. I mean, Fleener getting hurt was big, but I don't even know that Fleener would, ever lived up to what we hoped he would be in this offense. So I think they've got to replace him and you know find someone that, that can help them there. Uh, I think another receiver would help as, as well. Um, you know, offensively, I, I just think at the end of the day, the biggest blow that this offense had is not so much the playmaking personnel as the offensive line shuffle. I just think all year it was a revolving door of Armstead coming in and out and Pete going from left guard to left tackle constantly. And and Ramchek started, I think, at left tackle the first game. Then he moved over to the right side after Streif got hurt. You know, Warford had a concussion and missed a game. Kelamete got hurt a lot. so. I mean, I, all of them were getting hurt, man. Unger's the only one, I think, that's played the whole year yeah. without injury. So there was just like a musical chair. It was like the second that they would get semi-healthy and we'd start to feel good, all right, all our guys are back in place, Armstead would go back out or something would happen. It was every single week an offensive lineman for the Saints was going down. So, um, you know, if there's one thing I could hope for next year, it's just that, I mean, it. you know, I would say next year we're penciled in with Armstead at left tackle, Pete at left guard, Unger at center, Warford at right guard, and Ramchick at right tackle. And that's that's a great offensive line if it's healthy. Yeah. Um,
4: They they went seven deep, and they needed all of them.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 So So, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Calamete is a free agent, and I told you this. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, you were asking me, like, what do they do with the offensive line next year? And I think you let Streif and Kelmete walk. And it's hard for me to say that. Streif is retiring. Yeah, I think Streif will retire. I agree. And then with, with Kel Mete, um, I just think he's going to get paid. And, and I think you want to get younger at offensive line. I think, you know, you're starting to get a little younger, a little longer in the tooth. Armstead's been injured a lot. Pete's coming off a big injury. Warford is not super young. So I think they need to get some young talent, a couple guys that they can develop that start as backups, but, um, you know, that uh, can maybe give them – the depth they're looking for, but the youth in case they have injuries.
4: Yeah. and All right. So a couple of weeks ago, Dave was talking about how, Hey, you know, we need to go back and, and edit Ralph. You need to edit the audio of when we were so depressed about the O and two start. And I was I like, think that was last week. Was it like, it was last week or yeah. And, and, and I was like, I don't have that kind of time. We need an intern making a joke, but we found an intern, Blake Estada, was like, dude, I'll be your intern. So we were I like love our fans. I he love was our super funny We have the best fans. So he he works in radio. He's like, I'll be your intern. So I wanted to do a quick interview play a quick interview that I did with him today. And he pulled the audio from the first two weeks of the season and put it together in a montage. It's three and a half minutes of just gold. You're gonna love it. It's gonna cheer you up as down in the dumps as you are today after reading the times picking you expletive 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 and all that you're depressed all day but this three minutes is going to cheer you up and andrew it's phenomenal like i don't even know my favorite part when people play it when we play it right now but it's just it's just would, would both of you agree that it's just amazing
1: i haven't heard it yet
4: well you'll hear right, it but na- you'll hear it <laughs> you'll hear it now here's my interview with blake and then the audio All right, everybody, I want to introduce you to our new intern. We asked for an intern, and somebody wants the job. And it's Blake Esta. Blake, uh, you're the intern, and you have a phenomenal uh, piece of audio that's going to cheer the folks up because yesterday was awful um, and just terrible. So uh, explain to people, uh, first of all, why you wanted to be the Saints Happy Hour intern, uh, and then explain to him this awesome audio piece you did. All
3: right. Well, basically, it's as simple as this. Half the time I listen to the podcast, I'm listening to it at work because I work in a radio station. Nice. And there's, there's a lot of paperwork uh for a good majority of the day before I get down to doing producing work. So while I'm doing the producing work, I'll put on whatever radio show, whatever podcast uh, – know, whatever's the most up-to-date thing I can listen to at that point in time. And so when I heard y'all looking for the podcast, number one, I've been saying I've been waiting for someone to try and go back and compile things from the first two weeks like y'all were asking for. Because to me, with sports, there you can't enjoy the experiences of winning an NFC championship and winning a Super Bowl. It's it's nowhere near, you know, as sweet if you don't experience the pain of of being a— such a rapid failure.
4: Wrong, being wrong is like 90% of the fun of this
3: show. Like, I'm not going to lie. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like, you know, one thing I wanted to make clear was I wasn't, the way I compiled this, I wasn't trying to pick out every single thing I could of, ha, ah, you were wrong about this. Oh, but you it was so, we were this. so,
4: well, it wasn't so much that we were wrong. It's just that we were really, really depressed. But they were 0-2, and, and they looked horrible. They um,
3: did. And so, it's, it's not, it's not a, there wasn't you know if we if you compare what you guys' predictions during the offseason there's not going to be as way off as you were when it comes because those predictions that you were saying in in those two podcasts are coming off of you know just Looking for any hope you can, and that's why I think my favorite one of my favorite parts is you talk about how good you can see Kobe Fleener being. For the take this season. <laughs>
4: He's going to be a top seven fantasy tight end. Well, look, people, we're gonna play it after this, and it's just it's just three minutes of just it's gold. It's got Dave, it's got Andrew. It's just probably my favorite one is Andrew talking about the defense and punts and kicks, and then Dave talking about Ted Ginn and my uh adrian peterson prediction which was the only right thing i got right the first two weeks um but we are excited to have you and and everybody we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff where blake's going to help us with maybe fan interaction stuff but blake give me 30 seconds about the pain from yesterday just 30 seconds on it and then we'll we'll uh We'll let you get out of here, but 30 seconds on the pain of yesterday before we played this audio clip.
3: All right. Well, yesterday I I went into the game confident that there was a chance the Saints might, would be able to do it. Not necessarily that they could. So by the time we get to halftime down 17, nothing, I'm just, I've accepted it at this point. I'm like, this sucks. I was hoping it would at least be competitive, but you know, you know, we will rebuild. And, I go and get a plate of food at halftime and we're still, we're about midway through the third quarter and I got up, and get a second plate, which is something I never do because I freak out at every single play. So I can't have food near me during the game. And right when I finished that second plate was about two minutes at most after was Michael Thomas's touchdown. And so, so all of a sudden I was just like, okay, maybe we are in this. And then all the way down to I'm pacing back and forth in the living room as Lutz is about to hit the field goal, and right before the last play, I'm sitting there. I'm saying, "We got it. Defend the sidelines. That's all you. <laughs> have. Give them any completion, they don't have time to clock it." And just stunned for about two minutes of complete silence, non- inability to move.
4: I was motionless for like ten. I'm not gonna lie; like it's, it's a lot of pain. But guy, thanks so much for this. This, this, this is just phenomenal and i can't i can't thank you enough we we are going to have some fun because now the off season has arrived and we just we get to do the goofy fun crazy weird
3: stuff Uh, because we don't have
4: we don't have games to talk about
3: right and to give one last kind of you know not spoiler but uh teaser for the little audio bit you're about to hear I got home last night, I went to set my alarms, and I kind of st- looked at my phone, realized that I had that audio bit saved onto my phone, and I had to set it as, to my alarm, because after the way yesterday was, <laughs> waking up to just this audio bit was the only way I can picture doing it. So I hope everybody enjoys this.
4: They will. Blake, thanks, guy. Uh, it's going to be, it's gonna, it's gonna be a f- you are going to make the season 50 times more fun. So Blake Astor, the new intern guy, thanks for doing this, and thanks for joining us tonight.
3: No problem. Looking forward to it. Who that?
4: This is the most depressed I've ever been after the Saints' opening game since probably 2003, 2004, where Seattle kicked them in the nuts back-to-back season opening years.
2: Listen, this team has so many problems, man. Um, You know, I think we were hoping the defense would be better, that they patched some things. We hope the pass rush would be better. We hope the coverage would be better.
4: <laughs> Kobe is going to be a top. He's going to be a top seven fantasy tight end. That dude, he has struggle, but he he can catch he can catch sixty balls and seven touchdowns for the Saints.
3: <laughs>
4: I just want a water. And a defense, and I'm pretty sure he was crying. Like, I'm not making this up. And I feel like that's where the Saints fans are. (laughs) Like, they're just... Like, we're broken emotionally. Like, the Saints defense has broken us emotionally. Like, that's where we are. (laughs) Dave, I was pretty high on Okafor, like, as a (coughs) better than Kruger. I'm not sure he is, necessarily. (laughs) I'm going to say something really provocative, but I don't care. I think it's true. The C.J. Spiller era for the Saints is going to be looked at more fondly than the Adrian Peterson era, Dave. (laughs) Because C.J. Spiller scored that awesome touchdown. He had the awesome touchdown in overtime against Dallas. Adrian Peterson is not going to have a moment even close to that with the Saints.
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: Somebody on Twitter said that every time the Saints kick a field goal, it feels like a punt.
4: And you said.
2: And I took it a step further and said every time they
1: punt. It's, it's a turn turnover. <laughs> <laughs> which, was just,
4: which was just phenomenal.
1: Ho, ho, very funny. Ha, ha. It is to
4: laugh. Ted Yin, Dave. Uh,
1: classic. Classic Yin. Oh, God. It's happening already. I'm, this is so great. I mean,
2: short of, like, the Saints going 3-13, and I mean, sure, you know, if that happens. And, and that's totally in play, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> in, in the past... I just want to remind you of that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what would the point spread be if the 2017 Saints played
1: the 2012 Saints? <laughs> 2012 Saints would win that game because... Both defenses are equally terrible, but the 2012 offense was, so far was significantly better than what we've seen so far.
0: This <laughs> is from the African-Asian. This might
4: be my favorite one. Devontae Harris was guarding him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think we have a winner.
4: This is uh, from, Sean, or- from uh, Sean Orleans. I don't know if you guys know that guy. Uh, Never heard, heard of, of him. Um, he, new? Yeah, he's on new. he said, "I fucking told you so." Listen, asswipe,
2: <laughs> you left the platoon when we needed you the most. You know the record for like the worst yielded rating of all time? That that was the Saints in uh, 2015 at 116.2. That that's totally in play. My life. Blake, you're the man. That was awesome.
1: I, I love, I love
2: Ralph. Uh, sorry, I love how you, um, you said. I mean, I, I had a ton of terrible moments in there, but I love how you <laughs> compared Okafor to, to Kruger. Or uh, what was his name, Paul Kruger? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I cannot believe, like of all the things you said, like Okafor had an amazing season until he got hurt. The the two,
4: my two. Dave talking about Ted, the Ted Ginn experience, how it was already happening because he was dropping balls. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. But the two best things were after the New England game, Andrew saying a uh, a field goal. 3-13 and 13 is in play. 3-13 and 13 in play was good. But a field goal feels like a punt, and a punt feels like a turnover. Yeah. That was good. But I will say this. That was good. Let's. Let's remember. I said the C.J. Spiller era would be remembered more fondly than the Adrian Peterson era, and I was. Yeah, you nailed that. I nailed it, baby. That was two weeks in. I nailed that. Everything else was wrong, including, including Kobe Fleener being a top seven tight end. But Blake, <laughs> Blake, thanks so much. That was amazing. Yeah, that was
1: awesome. So that was amazing. Okay, wait. Now we got to give the, the next project for Blake is <laughs> uh, is a new Sweet. opening.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I lo- I'm, I I don't know if he can come up with one, but I I I'm so partial to the zombie opening that I just I don't know if I can. I don't it know can't if
2: can. go on forever, though. I
4: know. It, I know it
2: can't. But I feel like a loss. You know, the season's over and it's it's time to move on. We got to do a new one. I mean, this one. this one's lasted two years, right?
4: It's a, no. Yeah. Well, no. It's it's actually it's three because it's fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. It's actually it's been three.
1: Okay.
2: So and maybe, a lot, a lot of uh, fans, Wang especially, has have been clamoring for a new yeah, opening. Yeah, I know. So but Blake, I think, maybe, I think we got to give the people maybe, what they want, especially maybe, with all these donations maybe, rolling in. Maybe,
4: especially with drunk history. So Blake,
2: man, work your magic, make it, man. Make it
4: happen. So, um, so here's the thing, though, as as we kind of try to process the pain of of yesterday. <sighs> So Dave, I mean, Dave, does this will this will yesterday ruin the memory of 2017? Yes. You think it will, Andrew?
2: No, actually, uh, go ahead, Dave.
1: Um, yeah, it uh, it taints it. It's definitely tainted.
2: <laughs> uh, you
1: know, I mean, you can't take back some of the memories. You know, I, I'll, I won't forget. Uh, you know, the Redskins comeback. Uh, or some of the other great moments, Yeah. you I know, beating the Fal- beating the beating the Falcons at home on Christmas Eve, the beating the Panthers three times. Um Starting 0 and two and going winning eight in a row, um, but uh, you know, it, it's if you don't go to the Super Bowl, then the season is uh, not much different than you know the 2013s or the 2011s or the 2010s so yeah it's it's definitely not as good as it could be of course obviously
4: Andrew I think it I don't want it to taint this season but I feel like it does because if you look if if you look at all the good season 2006 2000 um even 2013 to a certain extent like because the playoff losses were just ass kickings and clean and not even really memorable like 2000 you could tell me they didn't even play a second playoff game and i'd have been like that might have happened like they just beat the rams and declared the season a success and didn't play anymore you know um you know
2: what's funny is we don't even talk about the beast mode playoff game like san fran and this game have been so painful like it, it's like child's play now, the beast mode. Seattle yeah. game.
1: And also, too- well, I think the same things, but I think the same thing's is going to happen with 2011. I don't think we're going to talk about the 2011 game anymore as, <laughs> as much. I really don't. I mean, we'll still t- talk about it every now and then, but I don't think, uh, I mean, up until yesterday, that has always been the biggest, most crushing, uh, loss in recent memory that you can, you know, for the saints. And, uh, and now we have a new one that I think is just going to replace that.
4: It, I mean, yeah. Be, the, the thing is with Beastquake, Andrew is like they were coming off a Super Bowl, so like even though it was painful, you were like, eh, whatever. They just won a Super Bowl. I'm not going to. I was over that in like five minutes. I don't know how you were, um, with with that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. it's
4: like it's like
2: you, when you know, get your kick. Yeah, when you get your kick, kicked in it's just it's it's easier to process you're, you're just not good enough you know mm-hmm. and um that's what it felt
4: like it was gonna be yesterday for two and a half quarters
2: yeah and that's to me that's easier to stomach i mean the way the saints lost is it's as hard as it gets as a sports fan and listen like i know it's just sports but like we spend we do this for an hour every goddamn Monday night for the entire year. We do. And we do this every Monday night. We never miss it. And you guys are all suckers. You're all listening to us. Everyone <laughs> listening right now. Like, and, and I know that if you're listening to this podcast and you're spending this time with us doing this, you're not stopping there. You're reading articles online. You're listening to the audio of interviews. You're you're doing all that stuff. Just want another week of games. You just want. You're reading your Twitter feed. You're refreshing your Twitter feed every fifteen minutes to see if new Saints news hit. Yeah, yeah. In in the middle of the off season, when there's like a one percent chance that something happened, but you you can't miss it. You gotta you gotta be on top of it just in case. And like it it's it's a full it's a heroin addiction. It like is. it's a full-on heroin addiction for some of us, and um, you know, when it ends like that, it's it's uh, you know I'm a grown man. I've got priorities. I've got responsibilities. But man, this is my outlet. And when it goes like that, it's it's tough to recover from, man. Emotionally, you know, it's it's tough. And I think and- too.
4: And, Dave, I'll say, too, it's it's emotionally hard to recover from. But but even from, from the last playoff loss that the Saints had four years ago, like, playoff football is, like, the best form of crack. Because the teams are down. You get down to eight. You know, you get down to six to start. And then you're down to the final eight. Like, you can... Just gorge yourself on Saints stuff because there's only four fucking games, so you can read Saint. You can read seven Saints articles from national websites every day if you want because they're breaking down every angle on it. And now it's all gone. Yeah, because they, they lost. <laughs> it's, it's all. It's all done. You know. You know. My, well, I, my favorite is
1: like on like inside the NFL. Like you know, inside uh, during the regular season, the Saints might get uh, two minutes. Yeah. Uh, or three minutes. But once you're in the playoffs and you get down to the divisional round, there's only eight teams total in it. And then, you you know, you're watching inside the NFL, you know, they're going to talk, you know, 15 minutes about this thing. So that's always nice. Yeah.
2: Well, I think you have tunnel vision sometimes when it's your team, you know, you're just focused on them. So you're you're not thinking big picture as much. But I will tell you, I work in an office with a bunch of NFL fans. And I, I live in Virginia. So I'm the only Saints fan around here, and so first of all, you kind of recognize how ridiculous that ending was and the enormity when like everyone I've seen today has been like, "Holy shit, man!" And half of these people don't watch football and they know what happened. You're like, "Wow, you're paying attention!" Like that
4: shit at the end of the national news on NBC. I know, like,
2: like, you realize the enormity when it's like, "Man, these people that don't even watch football or, or know what just happened." And I'll tell you, man. And this is why it hurts, I think, in a lot of ways, because as much as a lot of Saints fans are saying like, man, they're a young team and they have so much talent, like there's a lot to look forward to. But I just I work in an office with a Rams fan who like his team just made the playoffs for the first time in a decade. I have a Bills fan in my office who just made the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Yeah, we felt um,
4: good about after 2013. <laughs> we, they had yeah, I mean, I, the draft wasn't as good I as I this year. Read,
2: I, I have a Redskins fan in my office. That dude hates his team. He's like, yeah. That, dude, that dude's like, yeah, we're never making the playoffs again. Like he's resigned that the Redskins blow in perpetuity. And, the, and, the, and, and, and like, so like, I, I don't think you guys like, I don't think like we appreciate that for the Saints to get this far. Like they were one of five teams left. I realize like part of that was playing the last game of the week, but like there were five teams left, and the Saints were one of them, and. Just like as fans, man, like some teams, some of these fans, like I am in an office with three guys who have gone decades without that happening.
4: Yeah. I mean. You just
2: don't know. Like when Breeze leaves, man, who knows?
4: Yeah. You, I mean, you
2: know. We could go 20 years before we see the Saints make the playoffs again. It could happen.
4: Yeah. I mean, you look I mean, look at Jacksonville. They hadn't been to the playoffs. They hadn't won a playoff games, I think, since two thousand three three or you know or they hadn't been in 10 years so you know it, it you never know how it's going to go but here and here's the thing with um with 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 playoffs what a
2: fun Hey, I, I want to go back to the question i didn't get the answer that you said <laughs> you asked if if this ruins the season and i'm just gonna say what a fun season and what a fucking amazing game like Let's not lose sight of the fact that the Saints were down 17 nothing at halftime. They came back, and they they really they had that game. And, I mean, listen. To, to sw- the and, and, season was awesome. We, we beat the Panthers three times, for God's sakes. Yeah. We won a playoff game. On the on Christmas defense Eve was better. against Atlanta. The game against the Falcons at home, I was there. It was amazing. Um, we were down. We were 0-2. And, I mean, we you heard the podcast. You heard the clips. Like, the three of us had written the team off. It was over.
4: And the thing I mean, was. There were some
2: special moments this it, year.
4: And the thing is, Dave, like, it was, it was, they were done. It, they had given up a 1,000 yards of offense in two games, and they were fucking done. And they were going to 2-0 and Carolina who hadn't allowed a touchdown. And they just fucking got out of the coffin and started dancing. Like, it was like we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna skull drag Carolina and get this thing kick-started like it was like you know it was like you know it wasn't like they like played the Browns and like eked out a seventeen fourteen win and you're like okay we're getting off the ground like they were like nope it's fine we're gonna go we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna curb stomp the Panthers and gonna go to London and shut out the Dolphins and it's two and two and it's fine you know um so I mean it was it was a it was a great, but it was kind of a, a like a, a jar. It was a jarring season, you know, the, the beginning, the end, the the revival. It had a lot of like emotional swings to it, didn't it? Didn't you think so, Dave?
1: Yes, and now it's all over. <laughs> what? Because we couldn't tackle one receiver. <laughs>
4: Third down did bite them in the ass in the end, Andrew. They couldn't get third yeah. downs, and their defense kind yeah, of fell third apart. Down,
1: yeah, in first the first half, I, I don't think they converted one no. or or stopped one.
4: Uh, but that I mean, brutal. Just
2: I was, make the tackle, man. Just,
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll t- I'll start with you, Dave. What was your if you had to pick one moment from twenty seventeen that was your favorite? What would it be?
1: Uh, it was the it was um, the the Redskins comeback. Against the Redskins in the Superdome with my son, mostly because it was with my son. Yeah, uh, Andrew, what was your favorite moment?
2: Yeah, that was a good one. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, I don't know. They had some wild wow, that Detroit. I I, I would say marvelous. I would say that the fact that they had their first pick six since Vilma. Um, it was marshawn latimer followed by cam jordan in the same game
3: yeah
2: um but that was pretty cool the camara kick return was awesome that was a special moment um the redskins game was a good one yeah I I, i mean for for me the win over atlanta was probably i mean sweeping carolina three times was awesome but Peak. I would say just just beating Atlanta at home because Atlanta had beaten us three times in a row. Yeah. I mean, we I mean, had to put it. We, we I, had to put a stop to that shit.
4: I'm tempted to say Atlanta because I got it was I flew in Christmas Eve morning at 6 a.m. went to the game with my mom, then flew home, and that was just a that I had never done that before for a Saints game, so that was a cool experience and it was fun the buttception, all of it. But my I have to say my favorite moment of this the season was when they went to Buffalo and just. steamrolled Buffalo and they had to play where Breeze scrambled for the touchdown and Armstead just blew the Buffalo dude in half on the block. And it was like, motherfucker, this team is good and we can win a Super Bowl. And isn't this awesome? You know, and and I think that was probably my favorite moment because it really felt kind of like the high point. I mean, it really not that like that was their peak, but I mean that was like when they were playing their best and they were the healthiest. Because it wasn't it the next week they played the they played the Redskins and Lattimore got dinged up and they lose Okafor and then the injuries started. But they were never quite as awesome again as they were for that Buffalo game. Which oh by the way that Buffalo team ended up making the playoffs and they held Jacksonville to 10 points, and Jacksonville went to Pittsburgh and dropped 45. So that the Saints went into Buffalo and steamrolled Buffalo isn't, like, um, an insignificant thing. Like, it was a it was a nice – one of the nice wins of, of 2017. So that was did,
2: about- who, who did we block a punt against? Didn't we block a punt this year for a touchdown? Hardy? Didn't Hardy score on a block punt? Tampa. Yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, didn't we intercept Cam Newton, like, five times? In that first game,
4: <laughs> yeah well, like they or had was it
2: four times v-
4: yeah, it was p j that was great p j uh, yeah,
2: you know, you know this this uh probably Marcus
1: Williams yeah,
2: uh, and uh Crawley had one in that game, um you know i uh, th- this isn't maybe my favorite, although it's I-, I love this moment a lot, um it's definitely I would go as far as to say it's the most unexpected. Um, surprise that I've ever experienced in my lifetime as a Saints fan. And that was their rookie third-string quarterback being an animal on special teams. <laughs> team
1: <laughs> like, Out of that, nowhere. He was that dude. He up
2: like week 12, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I remember Underhill's tweet saying like, Taysom Hill is active for the game. And I'm thinking, what? is Chase Daniels sick or something? Like, what's going on?
1: And then he's on and kickoffs. And
2: you're like, he's on wh- I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? And he's the first one down and he makes the tackle. I'm like, this is ridiculous. That was amazing. Most unexpected Saints thing ever.
1: Yeah,
4: I mean, um Uh it was just it this year was, I mean, forgetting the end if you can if you can try to block the ending out, Dave. Besides 2009,
1: I've been trying really hard to do that. I, what? I can't where that. would
4: the fun be? Twenty like like if if I told you to rank the 2017 season yesterday morning, where would you have ranked it?
1: <laughs> well, if it was if it was before the before the game and there was still you know hope, um, I would probably put it. Uh what do we got? Two thousand nine, two thousand six. Two thousand. I'd probably put it. I'd probably put it fourth. Two thousand below two thousand eleven.
2: Oh, I disagree. To me, this was better than. Well,
4: I mean, eleven. 11 was good, but I, I mean, I would that offense. I, though. I.
2: I think. I think. I prefer this. I would say this is the third best Saint season for me, only because. Um, And the difference for me and why I would rank this ahead of 11 is that in 11, we had the expectations of being great and winning a Super Bowl. And so there was maybe a little disappointment um, in how it ended. I mean, I'm obviously disappointed this time, too. But going into the season and especially at 0-2, I was just kind of resigned to like, we're never – we're in a rut, and we're never getting out of this it's, hole. And it's – and, and it
4: was – the, the conversation 2 was, was, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Breeze and is for, going to and leave, And for Kamara
2: and Lattimore, those two especially, to just explode as rookies and kind of rejuvenate this team, give it new life. Um, I mean, this season was so fun. I, this, I, I would rank this number three for me. Yeah,
4: and I mean, you're thinking at O2 that, Dave, that, you know – Breeze is gonna go. Sean Payton might go, and it's just gonna be they're gonna walk, and it's gonna be. Now it's like, I think you know Drew Breeze isn't leaving. Sean Payton is energized, and you know you don't you don't know Drew Breeze could get hurt. He's 39, but whatever. But like they've flipped it around and they've sort of rebuilt it, and they like they're they're get they're gonna get the second act. So I mean I would probably put it 2009 would be first, obviously. 2006 would be second, but I think I'd I think I'd put it for for just sheer fun was would i'd put it third because the the 2013 season is is as much fun as it was to roll
2: and graham were so fun though
4: yeah was kamara more fun than sproles
2: (sighs) Dave. yes uh yeah
1: i think so i think
2: so if it it, 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 it's on the field i would say it's even you add the airheads and it's
4: uh, bountiful run, runs away with it. Enjoy the bountiful motherfucking harvest. Yeah.
2: Sprouls, uh, Sprouls <laughs> wife was, you know, tweeting curses uh, on us. We, and got, stuff, we you know? guys,
4: we didn't. I didn't. I purposely. People are asking us draft questions off season. We got, we got months to get to that. We got it. Yeah, please, we get, yeah, we're yeah gonna, please. We're gonna do. You're gonna. We're gonna do so much on the Breeze contract. You're gonna. I need reach.
2: another. I need another week to process this before yeah. we. Um, I don't even want to talk about draft till two weeks from now. uh,
4: Who are we rooting for next
1: week when we find Uh, the Jack? The Jaguars. Anybody but Brady. And and the Eagles. Uh, Yeah, I guess the Eagles. The the The
4: most Minnesota thing ever would be to get a miracle and not cash it in.
1: That I hope the, the Vikings. I hope the Vikings lose in a very similar way to the, how they just beat us. hope they fans lose have been the huge dicks. Yeah, I hope they lose at the last second.
4: Yeah, I mean, like for, for them, I would. Yeah. I I mean, granted, I would have enjoyed yesterday if the Saints had won like that, and and we'd have probably gone live and just done a twenty-four hour straight post-game show if the Saints had won, like Minnesota won. But but the thing is, like, be, knowing all the baggage that Minnesota had, I would have just enjoyed it myself. I wouldn't have gone and rubbed it in other fans. I'd have been like, we got to get to the Super Bowl first and maybe win a championship. Because, dude, if, I mean, if they, they'll always have yesterday, Andrew, but, I mean, like, if they go to Philly and lose, like, yesterday kind of, like, goes, and it's sad trombone music, right? Like, they got to cash it in.
2: Oh definitely. Oh, oh, there, there is, there is two, at least one, if not two, opportunities for them to have horrific heartbreak still.
4: And Keith Keenum will give it to him. I think. I mean, I, I, I don't hate him because he's a UH guy. And my and my wife really likes. No, I. My wife really likes like him. When he played for UH. But I mean, like, I feel like he does a lot of YOLO. And um, if you can get pressure on him, he'll throw some balls up, and I think Philadelphia can do that
2: um i mean listen n- n- no uh i mean case keenum you know he's, he's played well this season and you know he had some uh, i i didn't think he was incredible by any means in that game but he, in fact that was his only touchdown pass right yep at the end but um you know i th- if you're the patriots and tom brady and i know you know jacksonville tremendous pass rush great defense but like if you're looking at this he tom brady's looking at this and saying man I've had to beat Peyton Manning, Roethlisberger, all these years. You know, Eli Manning in the Super Bowl playing, his mind, playing out of his mind. Like, all these guys I've faced, all the greats. And, I, and the guys left this year are Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Blake Bortles.
4: Dude, if this if it I mean,
2: Brady needs to... Brady is salivating right can now. Can you
4: imagine the networks? Can you imagine NBC if it's Jacksonville and Philadelphia?
2: Oh, I'd love it. Bortles, That's what I'm rooting for.
4: Bortles and Foles.
2: That's what I'm rooting for. I mean, when when
4: when if the Saints probably win yesterday, NBC's getting Breeze and Brady. Perhaps I mean that probably maybe sets a record, and then the rating. I mean, whew, I mean, I I'm rooting for Jacksonville, but Bortles is like off-brand Tebow as far as a quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so that'll about. I mean, that'll about wrap it up. I mean. This is just—it's so. Even if they wouldn't have beefed, I, like I just—I just wanted this team. I just wanted one more. I just wanted more of this team because they were so fun, you know.
2: Yeah, um, it's hard, man. When it's—it's it, it's over. That's the hardest part is and, we and don't and get I any will, football.
4: And I will say this: Could the Saints, for the schedule next year, could they not open the season against the 12-win team? Because they played Arizona 13 wins in 2015. Oakland twelve wins in twenty sixteen, and this year they opened at Minnesota thirteen wins. Could they open against Cleveland, the winless Browns, on the I have
2: uh, got Roger Goodell on the other, other line, and uh, he said nope. Sorry, no, it's not going to happen. That,
4: it's going to be it's going to be Minnesota. It, it, it's going to be Minnesota <laughs> again or Dallas on Sunday night. That's what it's going to be.
1: Wait, we have Minnesota on the schedule next week. We have year?
4: Minnesota on the road and Dallas on the road.
1: Oh wow.
2: And we so, play the Rams again too, right?
1: Yes. Well that game just got interesting. So the Rams? Why is that? With, no, the Vikings.
4: Oh, the Vik the Vikings game is be- the Saints are gonna be back in Prime like this year they only played what? The one Thursday night game and the op- the Monday night opener. They're gonna be back on prime time for five times, probably. So if you uh enjoy your Saints in prime time, you'll you'll get your fill. Um so uh Anybody have like final wrap-up thoughts, Dave, Andrew?
1: Uh, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't mention it. Uh, you know, after a game like Sunday and experiencing the heartbreak that we all had to experience, I do not appreciate getting emails from NFLShop.com <laughs> <laughs> telling me <laughs> telling me that I should celebrate because my team is in the championship. They're not. You. Use code championship for free shipping.
4: That um, <laughs> email marketer that had put it, put it on auto send because they thought the Saints were going to win. <laughs> Fuck you. You need to get fired.
1: Um, they, they did send out an apology email. Too late. Uh, uh, like about eight hours later. But I, I, it was funny. I, I, it actually really did not bother me. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Andrew. Liar. Marcus Williams missing the tackle really bothers me. He's gonna be,
4: he's gonna be fine, right, Andrew? Marcus Williams, he's gonna be fine.
2: He's gonna be a great player, yeah. Um,
4: but it just, it just it's just it's just this it sti- it stings, man. It's it, it stings. You know what? There's a there is a
2: 30- yeah. Like uh, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, like. Like it, it was awful.
4: There's a thirty to forty percent chance if the weather's nice on Sunday that I'm gonna be at my kid at the park.
2: During, my kid with, with
4: at, my There Eagles in Minnesota. Like I might be with my kid at the park for like the first half. Like I just I don't like I don't at this moment I just don't give a fuck about these games. You know maybe it's by the end of the week I might change my mind. Uh, my how many days till Astros start? Yeah. Counting down the days to Astros baseball. 33. woo uh, So, all right. That wraps it up, people. Th- th- thanks to everybody for donating. We just need a few more donations to get Drunk Saints history in the books and ro- ro- rolling for season two. So, uh, we'll be here next week. We got your off-season needs. So, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.
0: Ha <laughs> ha